Hello, welcome everyone to the Mindful Drinking Movement podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Betancourt. I'm a hypnotherapist and an addiction coach, and I also used to be a hardcore wino. And I help people now, as I have done so for myself, to move through the stages of feeling addicted to alcohol, really transforming one's relationship with alcohol and what that feels like on so many levels, emotional, spiritual, mental, and physical. Um, That is what I help people do. And I just can't. I can't help myself. I just keep talking about it. So welcome to my Halloween special. I've been wanting to make this episode for a long time, um, but I procrastinated and I just haven't. And I think I was just waiting for this time of year. So the topic of my Halloween special is alcohol and the spirit world. So this episode might feel a little scary or unsettling or off-putting depending on your current belief system. And I think it's important to note that our belief systems are what filter all the information that we hear, see, and take in with our senses. The tendency is then to keep what already validates us and to disregard the rest. And this type of selective thinking that nearly everyone does, by the way, is also what keeps our habits intact. It's also what keeps our reality looking the same, even though we might be trying to change it. What really needs to change and to be flexible is our thinking, and repeated thinking becomes our belief structure. So I just invite you to listen with an open mind, with open ears. So as a listener of this show, it can be gently assumed that you're someone who wants to change your drinking habits. And in order to do this successfully, you need also to change your thinking because when your repetitive thinking changes, you effectively change your beliefs, which is what gives you a new course of action, which is what gives you a new reality. And so that is not to say that you must believe what I believe or what I'm about to say, but I invite you again to just listen with an open mind, some curiosity, and ask yourself this question in regards to what you believe that you already know. What else might be true? Right? Nobody knows everything, and if we do, then what are we doing here? We're constantly in a state of learning. So I invite you to ask yourself, as you listen to what I'm about to say, what else might be true aside from what you currently believe or understand or have lived experience of? All right, here we go. So the word alcohol comes from the Arabic word al-kul, which means body-eating spirit, which also gives us some insight as to why alcohol is banned within the Islamic faith. And it also its root origins have also been attributed to the old English term of ghoul, which is an evil spirit that feeds on dead bodies. Alcohol is used medically to sterilize and also to extract. So you can think of the method of creating aromas or perfumes where a plant is immersed in alcohol and its essences are pulled out by the ethanol and the ethanol hosts it or holds it. So when alcohol or ethanol, they're one and the same, is introduced into the body, it in effect extracts the very essence of the soul, allowing the body to be more susceptible to neighboring entities, spirits, or energies, which are of low vibrations. And that is why people who consume excessive alcohol often black out, 
not remembering what happened. And this happens when the divine and personal soul leaves the body because the environment is too toxic or traumatic to exist within. The spirit world is real. It is realer than real. This three-dimensional world that we live in and experience with our senses is actually the cause of what is happening simultaneously in the spiritual and the energetic realms. It's valuable to listen to this podcast, if you're still listening, <laughs> if you're still here, from the place of understanding that you are a spirit inside of a body. Your body is like the vehicle that you experience life through. You are not your body, but rather you have a body and a brain and a nervous system and your spirit or your consciousness is what animates these things to have a human life or a human experience. In the spirit realm, there are not physical bodies as we know them, but there is the desire of some spirits or energies or entities to have experiences within a body. And the bummer part is not that benevolent beings want to host themselves within us. Higher vibrational spirits are occupied with doing divine work that doesn't involve hijacking humans. As humans, we have free will and we have sovereignty within ourselves unless we make ourselves or we are made available otherwise. There are various concepts about spirits and life and reincarnation, yet the focus here is going to be on spirits, entities, and energies that want to use a physical body, a human nervous system, to experience itself. So again, it's not the higher vibrational energies that will come and enter us without our permission and use our bodies for their own intentions. It's the other end of the spectrum usually disgruntled, mischievous, illogical, even violent and aggressive spirits are the ones who come into our beings and then take our bodies for a joyride. So how does this happen? Well, when our vibration is high and our auras are healthy, our auras being the energetic shield that surrounds us individually and protects us from harmful energies, when we are filled with our own spirit, nothing much can get in or penetrate our sovereignty. However, alcohol is the gateway drug, not only for the subsequent usage of other drugs and substances, but also because it gives spirits, energies, and entities access to our nervous system. Alcohol lowers our vibration and in excess causes a toxic environment for our spirits to be in. It is also, alcohol has also been shown in Kirillian photography to generate holes in the auric field which makes us susceptible. And then our divine spirit then partially or even fully leaves the body when alcohol is introduced and especially to excess. But our spirit is still tethered to the body. But when our spirit is essentially not home, not within the body, this becomes an opening and even an invitation for other spirits or energies to enter our bodies and to animate them in ways that are not really us not really in alignment with who we want to be or what we want to be doing. We do things that are out of character for ourselves. And some spirits actually have a thirst or a craving for alcohol, which then becomes your body's thirst or craving for alcohol. And this also explains why we do or have done horrible things while intoxicated. 
or ended up hurting ourselves or others and putting ourselves in danger sexually and physically because these lower vibratory spirits have no regard for our bodies, for our well-being or our good intentions. So when we jeopardize our sovereignty, and what I mean by sovereignty is your own energy filling up your own body. So when we jeopardize that by becoming intoxicated, we allow access to ourselves, to ourselves, to our body, for lower energies, spirits, or entities to then enter. And sometimes they have their fun and they leave, and sometimes they attach themselves to us. And this happens when a person experiences, oh sorry, and when this happens, a person can experience chronic or prolonged bouts of physical, emotional, or mental discomfort or pain. And often the person cannot logically explain or find a cause for what is happening to them. Entity attachment is a real thing, and it happens more often to people who have a practice of promiscuous, energetically unprotected sex, people who have had deeply traumatic experiences, and people who become habitually intoxicated. Okay, are you still here? I know this to be true because it has also been a part of my lived experience more than once. But when I was 22, I was drugged with a substance that was put in my drink and I went unconscious. And when I woke up the next day, I was at the house of a man I barely knew who had had, who evidently had had sex with my unconscious body. And I didn't know what to do in the wake of this situation, as most women who have been sexually assaulted can testify to. I couldn't make sense of it. I didn't have support. I felt shame. It was embarrassing. I didn't seek any help, any counseling or therapy or healing of any kind. I just continued to drink because drinking was my therapy. It was how I felt better quickly, right? So flash forward 20 years later, nearly to the day, like around this very same time, same month that I'd had this horrible incident, I had begun to experience the strangest pain in the right side of my back. And it had like a focal point just inside my shoulder blade. And it felt throbbing and achy and no amount of body work um, of massage or acupuncture or chiropractic would soothe it or could help it. It was inexplicable. And it would radiate out and it would go up my body into my neck and then like wrap down my arm. And I could feel like my hand would go to sleep. And accompanying this pain was heavy and sporadic sadness, like almost like a debilitating wave of grief that would overwhelm and incapacitate me. And I intuited that I was experiencing entity attachment and I sought out an energy healing specialist. And in my session with him, I told him about my history with alcohol and substance use. And he asked if there had been any negative sexual incidents with a male in my life to which I answered yes, and he verified that there was indeed a foreign energy on me. And in the session, I had a vision of a large black octopus that was embedded in my back, just at the point inside my shoulder blade, 
and its tentacles wrapped up and over my neck and down my arm. And working through this session, I was able to release this energy from me, to forgive younger me for not knowing any better and for whatever harm I had caused myself at the time. And I was able to forgive the act that was done against me. And when this happened, I felt the tentacles. I saw them visually in my mind's eye and I felt this like corporeally, somatically, I felt the tentacles retract and recoil and the octopus detached from my back. And I sent it off into this like oceanic water tank. And my whole right side of my body had this cool hot sensation like when you're foot has been asleep and then the blood starts coming back into it and I felt relief and I felt like myself again and I stopped crying my bouts of crying uncontrollably stopped immediately I also understood in that moment that we really are driven by so much invisible forces and that there's so much more to our lives than we can see hear smell touch taste we are deeply connected, in fact, inseparable from an unseen world that can actually see us. Indigenous cultures across the world know this. A deeper part of us still knows this. But perhaps busy, modern, disconnected human us has forgotten. And this is also the time of year, which is why I'm making this podcast, BT Dub. And this is also the time of year where many traditions recognize that the energetic veil that separates the visible world from the unseen worlds is the thinnest. And you can see evidence of this in the traditional Halloween of the United States, which was adopted from the early Celt celebration of Samhain and the Central and South American honoring of Dia de los Muertos. So here is my invitation to you. Be mindful of how you drink during this season especially. Slow your roll, so to speak, with the rate at which you may normally consume and use your awareness instead to feel the vibrations around you. Be mindful of the environment around you and stay away from scenarios that don't feel right. Scenarios and people, situations that don't feel right. Stay in your own cognizance so that you can be the best judge of what is good for you. Become aware of life moving in and out and in all directions and feel and sense to the best of your ability what else may be true about your ideas of spirituality. And can you connect more deeply with your own energy, your own spirit, your spirit guides? What else can you become present to? If this podcast resonated with you in any way, I'd love to hear about it. And if it angered or upset you, that's more for you to sit with and ask yourself why. And if you feel that you need deep energetic healing, as I described myself having, I can recommend someone for you. That is not currently work that I personally do, but I certainly have plans of learning those modalities in the future, but I'm happy to recommend someone to you. Just reach out over my socials or send me a message. And also, if you'd like to work with me, 
I offer both a six-week program for trauma healing, subconscious reprogramming, and hypnotherapy specifically designed and customized for you to help you rewrite the story that you have to have alcohol or that alcohol is somehow helping you and that you'd rather experience freedom from feeling like you need it for anything. I also offer one-hour coaching sessions if you just don't really know where to start changing your habit and you want to take it slow or piece by piece or you just want to be heard, witnessed, and validated. Thank you for listening. Be safe, everyone. Have fun. Protect yourself by bringing your energy and attention into and not away from your body. Honor your ancestors and remember that alcohol is not necessary for a life well lived. Thank you for being here. <laughs> I'll see you next time.